everyone! Welcome to the J&P's Happy Hour, where Jason and Perry bring you the most entertaining show you have ever drank to. So, sit back, take a shot with Jason and Perry, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! This is Breaking News! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news from the desk of one J. Brandon Ingram. It has just been sent to my desk that after a three-year search that a Virginia man slash North Carolina man who went missing has been found in Texas in the FBI Witness Protection Program. Sources say he was running from Godzilla. It was tall. It was big. It was Bond. But Perry Stevenson, 37-year-old Richmond slash North Carolina man, Lovingly known as Pear Bear has been found. Mr. Stevenson, can you please inform me of just where the fuck you have been for the past three years? Oh, well, uh, sir, you know, I had to uh, I had to go run to Barbados and get the hell away from uh, crazy, uh, crazy women that tried to break your ankles and make you type things in a weird manner. But I'm back. I'm back and I'm living well in Texas. Um, uh, yeah, living man. Well, it's like you've been in a fucking cave for three years. I, uh, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yes, trying I to say. stay away from. And actually, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say, I want to interrupt in his defense. When he called me the other day, my phone was ringing. I thought the motherfucker was calling to tell me he had Corona. <laughs> I know I ain't talked to you, but I'm calling to tell you I'm dying. The fucking Corona done got me. But. And just just for the weak at heart out there, for for all you people that are taking this very seriously, because I'm not one of them, um, we are we are definitely practicing social distancing, because Perry is wherever the fuck he's been for three years, twenty four hundred so, miles away. Yeah, social distancing. I don't think we. I, they need to learn from us because we mastered this shit three years ago. Yes, we did. I mean, I'm just well, not really we. I mean, look, he was here one night. Yeah, we're going to record the next morning, Jason. Okay. All right. Just wait. You know, if you wake up before I do, you let me know. I wake up, he gone. His microphone gone. His drawers are gone. Everything about me was gone. Huh? So everything about me was gone. All right. Well, go ahead, Benza. You used to like to start this shit. Why don't you uh, reintroduce everybody and... Tell them what we're doing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jason from the JMP, and I am Perry from the JMP's Happy Hour. Now look, all right, look. I know, I know it's been three years. Yeah, it has been. However, we established three years ago to pee was for Jason's penis. <laughs> well, you're always, uh, you know, I was always your right hand man, so to speak. Look, man, I've been lonely during this corona shit. I've been using both. I done got ambidextrous. Oh, well. I done learned some new tricks. You know, gone, big boy. Well, I'm not going to be jealous because I had to go. I, you know, it's like being one of those wives married to one of the Army or Marine or Air Force. Well, Air Force now. But, you know, one of those guys. Well, one thing ain't changed. I'm still drinking. And I'm still drinking. We have our cigarettes, our drinks. Why? Because eh, we can't. I medicate from the inside, from the inside out. That's where I. Was. That's why I ain't called this Corona shit yet. I'm yeah. well medicated from the inside out. 
<laughs> I corona shit gets near me. It just it gets drunk from just a whiff and staggers its way down. It's gone. Hey, we've worked together in clubs. Okay, some of the clubs that I know that me and you have worked in. If we can manage that, we're pretty much safe from almost every damn disease, virus, or anything else that's out there. Yeah, you got people that go donate sperm to the sperm bank to help make kids. We can fucking help make vaccines. That's right. Well, if they just take our blood, I'm sure that they'd find all sorts of fucking cures for shit. Yeah, it's like it tests positive for everything but corona. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes mine tests positive for idiocracy. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, I decided to take off, man. Um, you know, decided to uh, leave South Hill, Virginia. Um and move my happy ass on down here to Houston, Texas. Which I'm forgetting about to stop in North Carolina. Then you can go to North Carolina first. Yes. I went to North Carolina for about two weeks. I wanted to take a kind of a vacation. Also see some friends, check out the, uh, the nightclub industry down there, which is doing uh, rather well. Um, last time I checked a couple years ago and, uh, um, decided to get on a plane and just, come down here to quite literally freaking three bags and two of which was filled up with kids stuff. And, you know, I, I knew that he needed a big change. We needed to get um, him into a good schooling system and get him, you know, prepared to uh, live life later on, you know, down the road. So I wanted, I really wanted something good for him. I, you know, and I needed to get away from everything that was uh, kind of holding me back up there um, of Virginia. Anyway, audio difficulties aside, I'm glad to see you happy and healthy out there in the uh, Lone Star State. Thank you. Thank you. Like yeah. I, said, I, I had said I was going to move to the beach and uh, when my youngest graduated, I think that's where we were. And uh, Corona kind of sped up that trick. You know, I feel bad for her because, you know, she's not getting a prom. She's not getting to walk the stage. I mean, they might wind up doing something and whenever, if they do anything. But we'll, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. But see, you know, technology makes it now. So, you know, I can show you my nibby. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> technology is a great thing. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, um, it's a good thing, man. It's the way to social distance. It's the way to, you know, do this stuff and not have people make comments on the, on the bottom of it. You know, when we post it going, y'all aren't six foot apart. Exactly. Exactly. Now we're 2,400 miles apart. <laughs> yeah, keep talking because I'm drinking. Long ways away. It's a long way to Richmond. So, what are you drinking on? Bourbon and Mountain Dew. What kind of bourbon? Why do you want me to give away sponsorship for free? Uh, they, 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 they want me to mention the name, goddammit. They, they can send me some money. That's right. So, if he's drinking your bourbon, you need to send us some money. <laughs> I need a moving fund, Jack. And no, I ain't drinking Jack. I ain't, I ain't worked in over a month due to this shit. So I had to guess it's bottom shelf whiskey. We'll put it that way. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, for our wonderful viewers and fans out there, um, and our upcoming new viewers and fans, uh, you're planning on moving on up to the beach, aren't you? Uh, that's be down. You know, one of the things I do best go down. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm, beach looking to go, to? I'm looking to go to Myrtle. Uh, you know, I think throughout this uh, 
throughout this uh, wonderful relationship and podcast and, and YouTube channel and whatnot, I'm, I'm going to try to talk you into moving down to Texas. Man, I was there in November. No, thank you. Nope. Oh, but there's uh-huh. so much more. You never came to visit me. I could have shown you so much. I was busy. Mm-hmm. I was being. I, uh, I, I was busy being feature bitch boy. Yeah, yeah. And don't worry, that cough is the alcohol and the cigarettes. It ain't Corona. I promise. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't the Rona. It ain't the Rona coming to get you. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh man. So what have you been up to uh in my wonderful long time gone? Keep on, keep it on, man. You know how it goes. Been working, spinning some tunes, looking at some titties. Went on, you know, took this little girl on tour. She got a couple of feature bookings. I took her, got to see some in the countryside, been to the beach probably ninety five times since you've been gone. I mean, what was I- your most favorite club you went to? Uh, honest opinion. I really like Candy's Adult Playground in Pennsylvania. That place is pretty cool. It was. It was. Uh, it was BYOB. But I mean, it was when it says the the names when it says Adult Playground. I mean, dude, they got they got. I mean, it's like on. I forgot how many acres the damn things on, but it's got the buy. You know, you can buy the beer and the wine and shit next door at this little store. It's got a softball field on it. It's got a playground on it. But around the actual adult entertainment club, it's got the privacy fence around it, and it's got a volleyball court in the back, along with another dressing room and a and a little trailer for the features to stay if they want to. But uh, the volleyball court back there with the fire pit and all, <laughs> you can go out there and I mean basically play strip volleyball. The customers could get down to their drawers and the girls could get completely naked. I was like, well, look, look at this shit, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of a, a club that's up here. It's called St. James. And uh, they've got uh, they've got a pool and a very, very large hot tub uh, area, you know, for barbecuing. Obviously, as taxes, they've got to have a damn barbecue area. And a, a helicopter pad that they do use uh, quite a number of times per month. They have people actually fly into the damn place and, you know, to go into the club. And it's, it's you know. But yeah, they uh they actually had cell phone blockers in this place, man. It, you know, oh, if, wow. you, if you just went outside to smoke, it was damn near impossible to get your phone to work. I'd have to like walk out in the parking lot like a good, you know, 25, 30 feet away from the club just to send a damn text message, you know, having kids. I'm like trying to text and call and check in and shit like that. And they had they had, you know, I'll give them credit. That's one of the things that I I really hate about technology now is these guys coming in and sitting on their phones the whole time and snapping pictures and videos of the girls and all that horse shit. And I mean, you know, if they caught anybody doing it, I mean, they were, they were strict on the girls too. If they saw a girl with their phone out, security was on top of it. They're like, Nope. Um, you know, so to give you a, and they said the cell phone blockers gave them a chance to get over there. If they saw somebody taking pictures or video and gave them a chance to get over there and make them delete it before it got uploaded somewhere. So, yeah, yeah. That's uh, you know, uh, I do agree with, uh, you know, no cell phones and whatnot, but I do not, I, I can't really say as though that I agree with the old cell phone blockers and you, you kind of bring up a really good point. You know, the whole fact of, uh, you know, you've got kids, I've got a, a child, you know, whenever it comes down to it, you know, we, we have to have that phone for emergency, especially if we're out and about, you know, and there's out and about. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. The thing is like, if you're, if, if you're an employee there, you know, I mean, I mean, you look back in the day, I mean, you back when we were growing up, 
You know, I mean, if if there was an emergency with one of us, they had to get hold of our parents. They called the landline. I yep. mean, you know, so if it's a dancer or you know, security manager or DJ or whatever, I mean, if you know their family and people know where they're at as far as work goes, they can call the landline. But I'm I'm sure a lot of those employees actually have the uh, Wi-Fi password, so they're getting messages through there. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, but I would, hope, I would hope so. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you know how it is. Like, so I just, you know, you. A lot of things aren't like what they used to be, and you know, you you know, it's not even just the strip clubs, but you see people going to clubs and instead of you know interacting and talking to people or tipping the girls or whatever the case might be, they're sitting over there, you know, you know, t- texting and watching videos on their phones. Like, why in the hell did you just pay fifteen dollars to get in the club to sit there on your goddamn phone? Exactly. You know, like I mean, help. that's just me. Call me old fashioned. I know I'm getting older, but I mean, fuck. Now I don't think that's really old fashioned. That shouldn't be an old fashioned way to look at things. That's that's getting your money's worth, you know. And it's uh, as much as people want deals nowadays. You would think that they would try to get every single cent of of their money's worth out of everything that they do. You know, I mean, fifteen bucks ain't a lot, but it is a lot. You know, at the same time. So, tell everybody how you been. They might have missed you, you know. <laughs> I've been doing pretty good. Uh, um, uh, decided to go to uh, go to work for a, a gentleman um, that was buying up a strip club, and uh, whenever uh, he decided to buy up this strip club, uh, he had you know uh, given the money on over to the previous owner. Um, me and a best friend of mine, which has been in strip clubs for a long time, he had flown down here and. Uh, we were going to transition a club on over, um, uh, and, you know, just make sure that everything ran smoothly. And, uh, the place at the time was very low staffed and didn't have a lot of girls. And we were working on getting all that stuff worked out. And, uh, you know, the bar, uh, really sucked on it. They didn't have a lot of selections on things. Um, uh, the staff that they did have was, you know, pretty good staff. So we were trying to retain them, um, and, and get them trained on up, which was going very successfully. Um, my buddy, uh, Courtney, uh, which was, uh, my assistant manager out there. He, uh, uh, was really working his butt off doing a very good job at, at making sure that everybody kind of got trained on up as well as the entertainers knowing what they're allowed to do with what not, what they're not allowed to do. And, uh, that owner of that particular club decided that he wanted to play games back and forth and never, uh, um, relinquished the licenses or, um, even, even the, uh, uh, daily running of the club over to Mario. So, um, Mario finally backed out, which, you know, I completely understand that. And he, he did a you know, very good job on all of that. I think, uh, uh, you know, I think he made the best business decision for him as well as everybody there. Um, and when he backed out, the current owner tried to retain us. We had a lot of problems out of that gentleman, um, had a lot of problems getting paid from that gentleman. And I'm not gonna lie, man, we, we sued the hell out of, and we won successfully. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't like suing people, but when you don't pay your staff and you don't pay, uh, <clears throat> pay the other people, um, you know, that work for you, that work very hard for you. And we give you a lot of, you know, different tools, you know, it's, it's probably not going to be in your favor. So, and we, we kind of, we definitely did that. Um, 
but yeah, uh, moving on, uh, went and uh, GM'd a, a whiskey bar, um, 307 different whiskeys. Uh, it's actually a Texas staple um, now. Uh, it's out in Mont Bellevue. Um, I'll let for everyone out there that knows what it is, I'll I'll let you just know what it is. But I'm I'm not going to put a free plug out there for them. Not saying anything went wrong. I I absolutely love to play. When did you stop doing the free plugs? <laughs> uh, what kind? Anal plugs? Yeah, you know that's all the whole reason I let you come over the first time to begin with. Well, I, that was an awfully big anal plug, man. You've been working awfully hard, man, and training, that, training it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I met a, a lot of really good people um, at that club. Uh, really good staff, very very well trained. Um, uh, there was a couple of them that really knew their stuff really well. So, um, and then now here we are. Yep. Well, you know, you go back to, you know, my favorite club. I just, I had taken, uh, you know, one of the times I went to Myrtle last year, I'd taken that little girl to the beach, uh, to, to the masters with me. You know, we, we, oh, we went yes. to the doll. I'd taken her to the dollhouse and a couple of the other ones around there. But you know, when I went to masters and I, I, I gave it the best compliments you can actually give a club. I'd been in the masters when they first opened 20 some years ago and it looked identical, which means, I mean, you know what that means. I mean, they've, they've done upkeep. They've, you know, they, they, they've upgraded, they've made sure everything okay. stays the way it's supposed to be. And, you know, actually, it, it looked as good 20 as it did. Yeah, God, I can't even talk today. It looked as good, you know, last year when I went in as it did 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, you know they, they've they definitely put money back into it and kept it up and running and everything like that. So, you know, That's go to Myrtle Beach, you know, hit them all if you want. But the Masters is by far the nicest one, which I will tell you. I, um, they, they, you know, with all this stuff, with the lawsuits and everything with strip clubs going on, the way the masters is actually working now, you know, they do the fake dollars, you know, anything while the girls, you know, if they do VIP dances, it all goes on a paycheck. You know, when you turn in your fake dollars and your, your VIP money and all that stuff, they don't get it that night. They, uh, they take some kind of percentage out for the bouncers, some kind of percentage out for the DJ and then whatever is, you know, left over. You know, after taxes, you get you know every other week on a paycheck. Oh wow! So if you're yeah, walking I, out, if you're walking out with any cash, you're walking out because you know somebody gave you some you know actual real cash at night, not not one of the masters dollars. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, I, I I've been to the masters. I absolutely love that place. I, I really do. Um, uh, I didn't know that they operated that way. Um, is does it seem successful? I mean, they're still pulling in people. They still have Kurt. You know valet service and everything else like i said it looks as good now as it did 20 years ago so you know you got to be making money to keep it up yeah yeah i mean you know if, if they're still able to provide all of the services um they did you know back back in the day when things were you know amazing in the industry as a as a whole then they definitely have to still be making some money my biggest problem with the industry nowadays and i've told you before is just you know, a lot of these club owners have just taken the fun out of it. I mean, it, it's beer and titties, man. Don't, don't overcomplicate it. I mean, if your yeah. girls and your staff aren't having a good time, the customers aren't going to have a good time. Now, like, like I said, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying let them have a free-for-all or anything like that. I mean, I, I get there's laws and rules that's got to be followed. But, you know, it's like around here. I mean, they just, you know, it, they it just almost seems like they see anybody having some fun. It's just like, no, you can't do that. You know, it's like, come yeah. on, man. It's a titty bar. I mean, yeah, exactly. again, it, it's titties and beer. Don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, exactly. No, you're exactly right, man. And that's, you know, I, I, I seem to think that a lot of people try to overcomplicate it. And 
overcomplicated with no uh, with no real intelligence on it. How about that? Intelligence these days? Oh, come on now. <laughs> Is there any of that left? And we took a little break to refill our drinks. I had to relieve my bladder. It happens when you get old. And like that, you, get, you get you a drink? Yes, sir. I got what me a drink. Drink. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking uh, um, kind of a, a sweet tea-ish type of uh, drink. Well, uh, this is going to be the one free plug I give. And you'll, you'll understand why here in a second. You asked me what type of bourbon I was drinking. Yes, I'm drinking sir. Ancient Age. Ancient Age. Why are you drinking Ancient Age? Well, I tell you, I, you know, back when my grandfather was still alive, I, you know, every Thanksgiving and Christmas, hell, anytime I went down there and to see him, I'd take him a fifth. And I was talking to him on the phone one day, and I said, look, you know I'm going to bring you liquor. What do you, what do you want? You want Jack or you want Jim? Which one do you prefer? He was like, well, if you're giving me the choice, I prefer ancient age. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm young. You know, <laughs> what the hell is ancient age? He was like, look down. You'll see it. I'm like, fuck, all right, fair enough. And then, uh, so I took him his ancient age. That's what I took him till he died. And uh, I guess a couple months after he died, I was in the ABC store to get me a fucking fifth of Jack. And I looked down and happened to see it. You know, the damn fifth of Jack I wanted was like 40 some dollars. And a bottle that was bigger in ancient age was like 23. And I'm like, yeah, if it was good enough for him, it's good enough for me. And I've been drinking it ever since. Wow. Has it got a good, robust taste to it? It does a fucking job. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, ancient age. Your Brandon's go too. I mean, your Jason's go. God damn it. Edit that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> You're Jason's go-to. <laughs> well, I, I know you wanted to talk about the uh, the Corona thing. So before we before we yes. get any any further into it, I will say that you know I don't care what you think about. And this is to our listeners out there, and this is uh this is my personal opinion. My opinions do not reflect those of Mr. Pear Bear and our director. These are my opinions. He'll chime in too. Don't worry. But you know, the bar industry's been hit hard. Um, yes. And especially for you know, you know, places like the Masters. If the girls had been there for a while, then I'm sure they they had no issue getting unemployment because they were getting a paycheck every two weeks. Uh, but a lot of places aren't like that, and. Uh, you know, a lot of places, if they do fake dollars and stuff like that, they they might, you know, they'll do a 1099 at the end of the year for their books. But, um, you know, you know, places are different, and the uh, the sex work industry's been hit hard. Um, you know, a lot of people have different views on the term sex workers, and uh, you know, that's, you know, there's hookers and there's sex workers, and and then you know, that's that's kind of where the entertainers slash dancers have went to. Um, you know, cause they, they do stuff besides, pri- you know, besides being at the club, they do private parties, they do online stuff. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what they refer to themselves as. And I have no issue with that, uh, nor does it make me lose any respect for them on that. That being said, you know, I got a lot of friends that, you know, are, that are hurting through this and, uh, they're doing the only fans they're doing the, my free cams and, uh, they do a good job at it. I mean, it's just, and it, you know, personally on a personal note i prefer amateur porn anyway i mean that's just me i mean you know i don't want to look up you know i don't want to look up hollywood actors and stuff that you know that you know damn good and well just you know that's what they're being told to do for uh 
whatever. And and, and don't get me wrong, ninety eight percent of them aren't doing porn on the, on the internet. They're doing, you know, they're doing nudes and stuff like that. And I mean, you might have the occasion one of them throw a sex video with their boyfriend or husband or something out there to try to make some extra money. But you know, we got I got a lot of good friends that are doing the OnlyFans uh, that are doing uh, doing the my free cams, uh, selling nudes and stuff like that. So you know. If, support them please i mean help them out i mean because like i said you know the the bar and restaurant industry have been hurt you know by this and the uh, the strip club industry in particular has been really kind of crushed by this and a lot of them might not reopen it just depends on the owners and how big their pockets are and where they've been from all this and uh, you know if you, you can catch my social media on instagram on twitter on facebook all under j brandon ingram and i'm sharing a lot of people's stuff so please if you if you go on my social media and uh, you see me sharing some stuff with friends of mine, you know, please, please check them out. You know, and then if you, if you like what you see, subscribe. I mean, it's, you know, that's what it's there for. Enjoy. Yeah, I've got to agree with you. You know, it's, it's really hit hard and it kind of hit home, I think, for everybody. You know, um, uh, these girls were making uh, a living uh, doing something, you know, that, that is kind of hard work to do. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to get past yourself. You got to get past your, your fears and anxieties to be able to do the job. Um, and it's, it's really hard work when you get down to it. You know? yeah, it's hard. It's hard on your body. I mean, it's hard on, you know, everybody in that industry. I mean, you know, like for us, I mean, yeah, I, I could sit down occasionally, but you know, I was always afraid Hell, I still am cause I still do it, but I'm afraid if I sat down, I might miss something that, you know, one of the girls do or miss something that I should have saw a customer do, or, or it didn't matter. I mean, I just feel like I might miss something in the room. Yeah, and, you're exactly right. And so I stand all night. And yeah. you know, the DJ booths around here, they're they're just wood on the floor. There's there's no mat, there's no rug, there's nothing. So you know, my damn feet are killing me by the end of the night. I can only imagine, you know, how they feel doing it. And you know, I mean, like I said, I've met a lot of good people in the industry. I mean, you know, people can, you know, you have your Bible thumpers that want to, you know, condemn them all. But I mean, I'm, you know, a lot of these people that I've met in the industry over the years have been, you know, whether they're putting themselves through college or whether they're, you know, doing it part time, you know, as a second job to put food on their table for their kid or pay their rent or whatever the case might be, you know, they're just average everyday people. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I get a little aggravated. It's a little touchy subject for me. I mean, my, you know, my ex-wife, you know, she danced for a long time and I sit there and watch, you know, watch her at least, once every three or four months, I have to go to the doctor and have fluid drained off her knees because of how hard it was on her body. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, these girls work hard. Yeah, they really do. You know, I mean, they, they, they kill themselves, you know, on a nightly basis trying to make sure that other people are happy, you know? And if you were, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, you're if you were one of these nasty motherfuckers that go in there after work and painting all day or being on a roof all day and you're sweating and you smell like complete <laughs> fucking ass and you, you want to pay for a lap dance, if you go go in there like that, give the goddamn girl double or triple or take your fucking smelly ass home and take a goddamn shower first because that's why you're not getting laid because you smell like a fucking livid ass. Exactly. There's Sorry. more than enough time in this world to fucking shower your ass. Oh, it's so annoying. The shit that we uh, put up with in that industry. You know, like I said, yes. I mean, it's not, you know, like I said, I, you know, the stuff that we put up with, it may, you know, the girls, you know, I'll give you fifty dollars to come home and fuck me, man. Go the fuck away somewhere. Exactly. exactly. These are professionals, man. You came, you came in a professional adult nightclub. You know, stop acting like an ass. And yeah. like I said again, I can't, I can't push this enough. I mean, I'm sharing girl stuff on my social media every day. You know, please check out my social media. Not just, I'm not, I'm not worried about followers or whatever. You want to follow me? That's great. 
most of my stuff is public anyway. Um, you know, if you see one of the girls I share and you like them, subscribe to them. I mean, it's just, you know, like I said, we're all, we're all going through a lot here and, you know, whether you believe it, whether you don't, no matter how you feel about it, you know, as far as the virus itself goes, you know, help these girls out. They, they, they need it. They deserve it. Please do. Please do. Cause it's, you know, it's important that, that we take care of, uh, we take care of each other, especially at this time, you know, um, uh, and, uh, these uh, rough times and it's, it's going to get a, a lot rougher. I mean, what, what is your opinion on this whole coronavirus and the way that the government's handling it right now? Do you really want, I want my your dead ass, honest, my to comment on that. Yes, I want your dead honest, no holds barred, no bullshit opinion on this. And I think everybody out there does too, as well. <laughs> I am so impolitically correct. Um, okay, you know what? Look, I, I, I get that that people are scared, um, and that's fine. I, I don't, I don't. I don't look down on anybody for their, their opinion. We're all entitled to it. Um, they're like assholes. We all have one. Um, you know, the numbers to me, when I look at them and I'm not even going to bring up other diseases or whatever, they just don't look that, you know, that alarming to me when there's 400 other things out there that's killed more people per year. Um, is it dangerous? No, I believe it's dangerous. I mean, it's like anything else. I mean, if you're an infant or you're elderly or if you have a pre-existing, you know, health conditions, you know, by all means, please, you know, please stay home, you know, don't take any chances that you don't have to. I mean, um, okay. like, like I was saying before, uh, the Skype thing interrupted us again. Uh, you know, my dad, you know, he's 71 years old. He's got some health issues. He's diabetic. Uh, he goes to Walmart about 45 times a day. And, uh, our director can actually, he, he, he can attest to that. Isn't that right, director? He ain't going to chime in. <laughs> but anyway, you know, like I said, I mean, you know, do I, do I think it's something? Yeah, I think it's something. I think they're not telling us something. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, for them to, you know, with the, with the nation's deficit already and then them sending everybody $1,200, even if they are still working, um, makes me shake my head. I mean, I was appreciative for it. I, you know, I'll take it, you know, and they're talking about sending out another round of payments. Uh, and again, we'll pay that back in taxes too. Like I said, but, uh, you know, my, my, my personal opinion on it is, you know, it's like anything else out there, you know, for, for the elderly, for the preexisting, you know, health conditions, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's, I believe it's dangerous, but I'm also thinking there's probably something they're not telling us. Yeah, you know, I I have to agree with you on that. You know, it's it's just so much misinformation, and it's it's back and forth information, which is creating even more of a stir. You know, and it's not just it's not just with one politician anymore. It's every single politician is putting it out there. All of the doctors, you have doctors that are are uh, you know contradicting other doctors, which are contradicting other doctors. And nobody really knows anything. And I think that that's giving more of a, a false, um, a, a lot of falsities on this information, you know, which is creating even more, you know, what the hell is really going on that thought process of, you know, maybe they're telling us a lot more than, you know, what they should be telling us, you know, what is it that we're going to find out 10 years from now that, is going to, you know, create a, a big issue with the government. I don't know, man. Like I said, I just, I'm, I'm, you know, 
I'm a firm believer. I'm not, you know, I'm not, but so religious. I'm not, I got to come to grips with that, I guess at some point, but you know, I, I think there's something else out there waiting on us. I'm just not real sure what that is. Uh, but I'm a firm believer that when it's my time to go, I'm going to go. Yeah. I don't care. If, I don't care if I'm sitting here talking to you. I don't care if I'm out there walking a the dog. I don't care if I'm sleeping or if I'm driving, you know, whether it's 46, 86, 106, when it's my time, there ain't a damn thing I'm going to be able to do about it. Whether, like I said, you know, so whether it's, uh, whether it's this or something else, or, you know, we get hit with a nuclear bomb. I, mean, I know it's a little <laughs> dramatic, but I mean, you know, when it's my time, I'm going to go, uh, you know, yep. and, you know, so, you know, I try to, you know, I try to be respectful of other people's opinions. So, you know, when I'm out in public, if somebody gives me a weird look, cause I might be a little too close, I'll back away. You know, I'm not going to give them shit for it because, you know, I mean, that's the one thing I will say. They've, they've scared the shit out of three quarters of the public. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and I, you know, I'm not faulting anybody for being afraid. I mean, um, you know, people handle things differently. And like I said, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to go out there and, you know, go do a drug deal in the worst part of town to, you know, help my chances of, of keeling over. But like I said, at the end of the day, when it's my time, I'm, you know, I'm going to go, whether it's Corona or whether it's, you know, something else I've done, went out and caught done. I mean, it's just, you know, so. You know, I just want I just want us to hurry up and get back to normal soon because at the end of the day, I mean, if you just want to get logistic about it, I mean, like here in Virginia, you know, what the governor has done, I mean, you can agree with him, you can disagree with him, I don't care, but at the end of the day, it's fucking illegal. I mean, we're not under martial law. No. You know, so to so to tell to tell businesses they must close and they cannot open to threaten their You're out. <laughs> we are not under martial law. So, you know, what he's doing is illegal as fuck. Yeah. When people realize that, we, we might have a bigger problem on our hands. Yeah. Your, uh, your sound went out again for a brief moment. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can. Okay. Anyway, like I was saying, yeah, like, you know, just what, what he's doing around here and it's other states too. I mean, it's, it's, it, you, you can't tell healthy people they got to stay home. You just can't do it. And again, I mean, if, if they declare martial law, then, you know, they do, if they don't, they don't. But right now we're not under one. So making these businesses close and not, you know, not allowing them to reopen and not allowing the people go out and do what they want to do. I mean, it, it, it's illegal. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. just waiting. I'm waiting to see where it all goes. Yeah. Cause you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, you know, I don't think that you can, you know, rightly tell anybody, you know, and they go, hey, you know, it's it's not because of you. It's because of the, you know, general public and, you know, the public in general, they're not listening and they don't they just want to do what they want to do. Well, you can't really tell them what to do. You know, that that's all a part of being in a free country. You know, if you, if it's so bad to the point to where, um, you know, you have to declare martial law, then so be it, then do it that way. You know, but that's the whole point of, you know, the process of our government. We, the people, and if we, the people go, hey, you know what? We understand martial law needs to be declared, then so be it. Go do it. But if you declare martial law and then we all upright, you know, uprise against you, that pretty much tells you you shouldn't have done that to begin with and vice versa. You know, it, it you know, you can't, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, you know, whenever it comes down to that. Um, you just can't up and tell people what the hell to do in their daily lives, especially if they're healthy, they're able-bodied, they're able to go to work, they're able to, 
um, you know, keep this government going. I think, uh, you know, I've seen that. Uh, I've seen that with a lot of politicians, but I've also seen, you know, my lifetime, I've sat here and I've seen politicians, you know, smile at chaos and not, not in a good way, not, not because they're ready and willing to, you know, take it on and, you know, ha ha ha, we're, we're going to take on this chaos and, you know, uh, subdue it. No, it's because they're sitting in the background going, this stuff is funny. And uh, I really want to, I want more chaos, you know, and this is, I've seen uh, quite a few politicians kind of smiling at this as well, going, yes, this is what I wanted. You know, it's screwing up a lot of people's lives, in my personal opinion. No, I agree. I mean, you know, it's and it goes back to, you know, being a free country. I mean, and, you know, again, I'm not trying to argue with anybody on whether they should stay home or not. I I just think it should be a personal decision. If you want to if you want to put it out there that people should and be, you know, it's recommended to you stay home because you can catch this, this way, that way, that way, this way, you know, stay at home. Okay. Put it out there. But, you know, again, I go back to the martial law thing. We're not under martial law. So telling people they have to stay home, they can't go to work. They, they can't open their business. You know, it's just, I don't know that that's kind of where, where it gets blurry for me. I mean, like I said, if you want to, if you want to put the info out there and have people make their, make up their mind, you know, that they don't want to go, they don't want to go to, I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be a strip club. I know we've been like on that for, you know, as far as this goes, but, you know, take the strip club out of the equation. I mean, if, if they don't want to go to Friday's for dinner, then they don't have to. Um, yeah, exactly. But, you know, and if I, I guess where I get aggravated is, you know, and I haven't been more or less to the grocery store than I would normally go. If that yeah. makes any sense, if that makes any sense, I mean, the grocery stores haven't closed, you know, I, I go once, I'm not, I can't even say once a week. I mean, now when, when I was working before the bar shut down, you know, if I, you know, if one of the kids would text me, Hey, we're out of such and such, you know, I knew I wasn't going to sleep as soon as I got home. So I, you know, I'd stop by the 24 hour Walmart and pick up one or two things, come on home. Um, no, I haven't done that, but you know, I mean, as far as like legit grocery shopping, I do about every once every week and a half to two weeks. So I haven't been to the grocery store any more than I would normally go. But when I go, it's just, I mean, it's still crowded. I mean, you know, Walmart's Walmart. I mean, you know, yeah, you know, you see people in masks and if that's what they want to do, then so be it. But at, at the, at the end of the day, what, what, and it, it's, it shouldn't make me laugh, but it does because, I sit there, you know, I see all these people in masks and gloves inside Walmart. And again, I'm not, I'm not giving anybody shit for that. If that's what you want to do, you know, if it makes you feel better, if it makes you feel safer, by all means do it. I'm not telling you what I get aggravated with is all these people are staying at home and they don't want you, you know, they don't want you anywhere close to them. But then you go outside in the parking lot and you see the gloves and you see the masks that are dropped in the parking lot for, for these, you know, workers to pick up and all that bullshit. And it's just like, you really, you really, you're worried about catching something, but you know, if you possibly have it, you're going to throw it on the ground for somebody else to have to pick up. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that's a route the government should have taken was, Hey, you know, not, not all this misinformation, not this back and forth, not this, you know, you know, we're going to try to tell you one thing. And then two days later, Oh, well, you know, we weren't, weren't wrong by any means, but it's the complete and utter opposite. You know, whenever it comes down to it, I really seem to think that the government should have came out and said, Hey, you know, this is what it is. This is what we know factually. And this is the risks that we know of right now that, 
if you're willing to take those risks, go on out there. You know, it's just an all reality. I hate to say it, but it's the exact same thing. You know, when it comes to sex, you know the risk that you're going to take, you know, doing it uh, unprotected. So what, is the government going to come out a month from now and go, hey, nobody have sex? Like, that's just not going to happen. You know, already, I'm already ahead of that curve. I ain't been having none. <laughs> so we're good on that the government can come out anytime they want to with that crap but you know it if you're going to stop us from doing everyday activities you know um because of your own misinformation you know i i think that that that's it's already created problems it's going to create a much bigger problem and we're getting further and further in debt as a country you know, when we should, uh, hell, everybody should have their own house with their own land. You know, uh, we don't have that. And we don't have that anymore. You know, uh, all of these kids are growing up nowadays. I hate to say it, but they, hell, I don't know what the hell their future is going to be like. You know, it's kind of sad. No, I mean, you know, and again, I just, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I've seen my daughter personally affected because, again, she was class of 2020. Um you know, she didn't get a prom and, you know, they, they're talking about possibly doing a, you know, a graduation walk in October or something. We'll see if they do it. But as of right now, nothing's set in stone. She's not going to get it. And I, you know, so I, I personally, you know, I feel horrible for her, um, that she's not going to get it. And she's not the only one. I feel horrible for the rest of the kids that are out there that aren't getting that kind of stuff either. I mean, she's not the, by far the only person graduating in 2020. And, you know, and I just want to be clear on my opinion. Um, <sighs> Like I said, I don't, I, I don't fault anybody for how they feel about it, one way or the other. I mean, you know, I don't care if they, you know, if if they're thinking that everybody should stay home or they're thinking it's all bullshit. You know, if it, your opinion is your opinion, and I respect it because uh, you're entitled to that opinion. I, I just, you know, I just think there's more to it, and you know, again, I think it comes down to. You know, like you and I have talked about, we're not a damn democracy. We're a republic, and I wish people could figure that out and understand what the difference is. Um, but either way, yeah. Um, either way, you know, I mean, if if you know, until they declare martial law, businesses and people, kind of where I was going with the whole Fridays comment, you know, Fridays could choose not to open, but give them that choice. You know, you exactly. know, if they don't want if they don't want to open because they're scared for their employees, or whatever the case may be, you know, so be it. But give them give them the choice as far as I mean, because. You know, like, like, like I said, I mean, and, and people understand this when you, when you go into Walmart, you know, they can sit there and talk on the news as much as they want to, or release press statements of that as much as they want to about limiting the amount of people in there. They're not, I mean, at least not around here. No, I mean, you know, now have they put in, have they put in little things on the floor, you know, as far as six foot distancing and only going one way down an aisle. Yeah. They've put in all that stuff. They are not limiting the amount of people. They go in that damn store. Neither yeah, is Food Lion, neither is Kroger. Not, you know, you know some of these other big, big fancy ones may. I just don't go into those. I go into little cheap ones. But you know, now Wawa, you know, Wawa is limited the amount of people that they let in the store. And I mean, if you're from the South, you'll know what a Wawa is. It's all good. Um, but you know, I mean, you know, I went, to, I went to get cigarettes today, and you know, they, uh, they limited. Uh, you know, I was outside waiting in line for about five minutes, and. When I walked in, there was probably six people in the store. I mean, you know, yeah. so they, they're limiting the amount of people they let in at certain times. But, you know, these big chains aren't. I mean, you know, so. If, if it, 
if well, it's that if it's that bad, if it's that bad, in my opinion, you know, they wouldn't leave it up to Walmart to put. And I don't mean this like derogatory to anybody who works at Walmart, but they know, you know, most you know, most people know Walmart doesn't pay real well. But let's just give them the benefit of the doubt and say they make fifteen dollars an hour at Walmart. If it was really as bad as, in my opinion, now, if it was really as bad as people are making it out to be, the government, federal or state or local, would not leave it up to a fifteen dollar an hour Walmart employee. Or so let's just say store. I don't care what store it is. Store employee to limit the amount of people that are coming in and out. They would have somebody out there enforcing it, and they're not. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, well, and ergo's the, the you know, next issue with, with all of that. You know, I see a lot of big, big-name corporations around here that's uh, they're running. You know, uh, it's, it's just that period. You know, all of these small mom-and-pop places – I've seen where they have been enforcing, um, you know, laws, but it's only the small businesses. It's not been the big, large corporations. The exact same thing that a couple of these small businesses, there's a computer shop right down the road. The poor gentleman was literally fined um, uh, because or he was getting a fine, um, you know, and then made promises to uh, made promises to you know, local, uh, local government, local law enforcement, you know, but he, he was going to get fined for being open. There's Best Buy right, right down the road. Hell, there's fries right down the road. And they've got their doors wide open. I mean, walk on up to almost any of their employees over there, give them a kiss right up on the damn mouth. You know, there's, there's, they don't wear masks there, you know? I mean, it's, and the only, the only thing that I really noticed difference wise, like I said, you know, you know, like I said, you know, Wawa has changed as far as the amount of people that are letting in the store. And I have seen the big, the big stores around here that are, um, you know, they put the glass up, you know, between you and the cashier. But as far as yeah. that goes, that's, that's about it. Yeah. You know, like I said, the stuff on the floor, but you know, I've, I've, you know, I went to Walmart, you know, in, in, in this downtime that we've had, you know, I wound up, you know, redoing my bedroom and painting my bedroom. And I, you know, thought a gallon would cover it. I was wrong. Um, you know, but I had, you know, I had to go back to Walmart and get a couple of, you know, another gallon of paint. And yeah, I used Walmart paint because I'm a cheap ass motherfucker, but it's all good. But, um, you know, I went back to Walmart to get a couple of paint supplies. So I went like three days in a row for a couple of different things. And every day I went, it was packed. I mean, you know, I mean, every day you would go, it would look like the first of the month when people's, you know, military money or food stamp money or whatever money you want to, you know throw in there had hit yeah. on the first i mean it's just like you know um you know hey if uh if this is so bad and again it might be i don't know i'm not a doctor don't claim to be hell i don't even play one on tv um <laughs> you know i i just I, I i don't know i mean and and you know when people ask me about it i mean at the end of the day no i don't know the only thing that i my again my personal opinion is you know if it's that bad either declare martial law or let people make up their own mind. But at the end of the day, I think there's probably more out there than they're not telling us. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I, I, you know, and this is maybe a conspiracy side of me, but I do, you know, now that we're sitting there talking about it, I do kind of wonder about these small businesses, um, you know, and why they're, 
they're enforcing a lot with these small businesses as opposed to these large corporations where they're not really enforcing a lot. And, and riddle me this, because you're more political than I am. So okay. I don't keep up with this shit. I don't, don't care. But, you know, we're, we, we've got this fucking trillions of dollars deficit. You can blame yes. who you want. I don't care. Yep. Not my fight. You blame who you want. Blame whatever president you want. I don't care. But we're trillions of dollars in debt to whoever the fuck we're in debt to. Okay? You follow yep. me here? You playing along? Yep. But we got enough money to send every fucking American 18 years of age or over to file taxes, 1200 motherfucking dollars. We can, yeah. just print, we can just print money. Hold on, I ain't done. Right, we, can, we, can, we can just print money to do that. And then, you know, not only are the states giving out the full-blown unemployment amount, but the federal government's going to kick in $600. Uh, where the fuck is this money coming from? Well, you know, uh, and this is uh, uh, also on a personal uh, on a personal basis. Uh, you know, my, my uh, uh, personal bias and opinion is definitely going to go into this. At the end of the day, I filed for unemployment. They okay. Before me. you go any further, though. Go ahead. Before you go any further. Yep. What's the name of the show? JMP's uh, Happy Hour. So they get in our fucking personal opinion. Suck a dick. Go ahead. That's Continue. right. <laughs> but you know, I've I've filed for unemployment, um, and I was denied, and now I have to go through an appeals process. I've known other people especially in the nightclub industry and restaurant industry that has filed for unemployment thus far. And the majority of the people that I know has been denied. Okay. You know? See, I, I didn't, I didn't do that, but I will tell you what I did. I did mm -hmm. apply for snap. Okay. I applied for snap and I'm like, and I'm like, all right, you know, I'll, whatever I'll, you know, I'll see. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> it came back. I was denied. I was like, uh, okay. So I started I start flipping through the paper trying to figure out why I was denied. And I flip it over, and it's got that I was I was bringing home like right out of six grand a month. I'm like, you stupid motherfucker. If I was bringing home six grand a goddamn month, I wouldn't have applied in the first fucking time. <laughs> exactly. Whose shit yeah. have you pulled up? Believe it or not, I've filed for SNAP as well because I am a single dad, you know, um, and uh, See, whenever I get along because that's what we do. Exactly. You know, it, it, it's not something to, you know, uh, pride be damned. We're going to do it anyways, you know, and pride be damned. I went ahead and did it. The problem is, is from that point on, um, you know, yeah, having I waited like three weeks after this shit before I applied for it. Like I said, that was the only thing I applied for. And, you know, it came back and it was just like, well, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm a, I make $5,600 a month. Huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but I, I can honestly tell you, you know, with no income, I was not considered to be in any emergency situation to get emergency SNAP. Then on top of that, they sent me so much paperwork that I have to run around and go do. But yet, this is just a, the governor and then, you know, the local government here in, in Houston, Texas, Houston, Texas says, don't go anywhere unless it's absolutely necessary or else you could be fine. So now I have to take this paperwork all the way around to different places and different people, even though I'm not really supposed to be going out because I could be fine, which in turn would put me in an even worse position than I'm already in. 
you know, so why even apply for snap, you know, and I, I, I'm learning that lesson now. It's so much stuff. And we're still the second they get it. It's still about 30 days away until they approve it anyways. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I, you know, I broke down, I waited about three weeks. Cause you know, like you said, pride takes, you know, pride takes toll when you do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, fuck it. I'll at least apply for that. I figure, you know, all right. Cause I mean, you know, I'm not, not trying to make myself sound better than anybody else, but you know, if I'd have gotten it, I'd have went out and got a few groceries. And as soon as I went back to work, I'd have been like, Hey, here's your card back. I don't need it anymore. And, yeah. um, you know, but like I said, I flipped that paper over and they said, I made, you know, right at six grand a month. I said, maybe I did before this shit, you stupid motherfucker. You know, I'm, I don't know. Where, I don't know <laughs> where to make any grand now. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I don't know where the fuck you pulling that shit up from. Exactly. And, uh, so, but you know, it's, it's whatever. I mean, that's, you know, I, I live, you know, I'm lucky. I live next door to my parents. I mean, they'll help me out a little bit if I need it as far as, you know, going next door. My dad, my dad's one of those, you know, he's a little older when he cooks, he cooks enough for a fucking army. So it's like, it's not like I'm taking food off his plate. There's plenty left over. Um, yeah. you know, so, you know, I'll, he'll call me over and I'll eat. And I mean, I'm not like, I said, I'm grateful and lucky at the same time. And, uh, but a lot of people don't have that option. You yeah. know, I, I will tell you what scares me. Um, and you know, this is just me. And it's not saying that people are bad because I've told you before, you know, despite the shit, the news shows, and I don't care what news you're watching, you know, I'm not getting into that debate, but you know, the news shows what, what pulls ratings. So I don't care what, what news you follow, but you know, this, this has instilled a lot of fear, you know, and, and, you know, Perry and I aren't the only ones that have been denied for, you know, help and I'm okay with it. I'm not bitching about it. You know, it is what it is. I'll figure it out. But here's the thing. When people get hungry, and especially when their kids get hungry, you're going to see, you're going to see more and more shit popping up as far as crime goes. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if anybody thinks that I'm just trying to, you know, whatever, I mean, I'm not, I'm just, but you know, it's not saying that people are bad and they're going to go out and start killing people for whatever. But I mean, you know, people, people can go further when it's just them, but when they're, when their kids and, you know, hell, even pets are getting hungry, they're they going to do what they got to do to make sure there's that the food comes in from somewhere. Yeah, you know, you live by necessity. We all live by necessity, and whenever it comes down to it, you know, uh, even the best person out there with the, the most kindest, gentlest heart is going to make sure that their their children survive and that they survive. You know, and when that necessity comes and they need food, uh, I'll me personally, I I don't rob stores, I don't steal from stores, and I've never stolen anything. I you know, uh, I've never stolen anything in my life. You know, uh, you stole without knowing it. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But, you know, I've never stolen anything in my life, knowingly stolen anything in my life. I'll put it like that. You know, um, and when it comes down to it, uh, my kid's going to eat. You know, if I, if I have to go out there and steal to make sure, you know, he's going to eat. You know, and I don't get me wrong. My pride may be, you know, big, but. I, I will ask for help, but if there's no help out there, it, it's got to come from somewhere. And see, that's exactly my point. And, and again, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I know, uh, you know, Trump gets accused of trying to instill fear in people. And just let me throw for the record. I'm not a Trump supporter, not a Trump hater, but I just, you know, I'm not a political person. I just don't give a shit one way or the other. Just me, throw that out there. But, you know, I'm not trying to instill fear in anybody. I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you what goes through my head. 
I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm waiting, I'm waiting on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, uh, you're going to start, uh, and this is something we're, we're kind of already seeing down here. You know, there's a little bit of a food shortage, nothing that, you know, uh, everybody's going to starve off of quite yet, but if it keeps on trending the way it is here in a couple of months, it's going to be pretty slim pickings. You know, though, on a different note, maybe you can explain it to me. Okay. What in the fuck is up with the toilet paper? Yeah, I I don't know, man. I, okay, I mean, so like, all right, weird. the sanitizing wipes, the hand sanitizer, the soap, I get it. Yeah. I mean, you should have been wiping your ass and washing your hands a long time ago, mind you. But that aside, you know, whatever. But, again, it, it, I go shopping about every two weeks. You know, I'm my, both my daughters live here, so I'll, you know, I go through one of those, you know, nine packs of toilet paper in about a two week span. I mean, the grocery stores have not closed anywhere. Why are you stocking up on toilet paper? Because I'll be honest with you, you ain't gonna affect me. I mean, if I if I run out of toilet paper, I got a detachable shower head. I'll wash my ass one way or the other. But you know, why in the fuck are we running out of toilet paper? Please tell me. Please. Ah, because people are greedy. You know, when this, when this first hit, you know, people, uh, there, there are certain things that people typically buy toilet paper is not necessarily one of those things. So I don't know why we're are on you, Are you paper. telling me that 95% of the country just started wiping their ass? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I'm guessing so, man. Cause you know, it's not been a trendy thing, you know, during, uh, during bad times, you know, hurricane comes toilet paper is not really on the list of things to go out and grab. Wait. I will tell you though, I, I, I've been thinking about buying me one of the things for toilet, and I ain't real fancy, so I can't fucking pronounce it. You know what I'm talking about? A duvet, or, or not a duvet, but a uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, what the hell is it? What do they call it? Bidet. Yeah, yeah. Bidet. I thought about going out and buying one of those, but then I was afraid I wouldn't get off a toilet because I might fucking enjoy it too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You go to wipe your ass and be like, "Ooh, hello, hey, hey, how you doing?" <laughs> I ain't think well, I was gay. Goddamn, I might be. Yeah, yeah. Hey, now hold you on. Get let me check that. Out, let me check that again. Because there ain't no damn toilet paper. You got to hop your ass up in the damn shower after you take a shit. Yeah, I tell you, hey, <laughs> we, we, we can do some bidet fucking sponsors. Yeah, send me one. I'll try it out. I'll let you know how it works. Exactly. I, I'll send you. A, I'll send you a video. You can see the look on my face when that water hits my ass for the first time. Be like, oh, <laughs> hey, hey, oh no, I, I didn't know I had that in me. Oh hell. <laughs> oh my god. A what? Day. And you would too. You'd try that shit out. I could see it. Oh no, we're in this together, motherfucker. If we trying them out, we're gonna be on Skype with the oh, phone yeah. at the same time. Yes. Because I want to go back when we're done, and I want to see who's got the most pleasurable look on their face, me or you. <laughs> uh, sit down with our, our cameras and bidet the hell out of this shit. Yeah, so like I said, anyway, my politically correct ass, that's just my opinion on the whole matter. I just, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care what your stance on it is, and... I just want everybody, I, I want everybody to be okay, regardless of what they think, whether, you know, you know, I don't care who you vote for, what side of the aisle you fall on. I just, I want everybody to be okay. And just, you know, I want to make sure, you know, it, it's, it's like me. It's like, I'll be honest with you, Ben, doing this, it, it, this is fun for me. And if it turned into something to, 
you know, making uh, millions of dollars, you know, because we got picked up for voiceovers or whatever, then so be it. I, I just don't, you know, I've never been one that, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of grabbing a lottery ticket and like taking 30 seconds in my head of spending the money already before my ticket like loses. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I just, you know, I, I'm simple, you know, as long as, as long as my bills are paid and I got a roof over my head, man, I'm good. And, you know, I just, I, that's, that's what I want through this. And that's kind of why I was like talking about the only fans thing and the, my free cams thing earlier. Um, you know, and I, and this is probably a bad segue for it, but, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, you know, everybody's wanting weed legalized and, uh, you know, I think it should be, but, you know, also, you know, on the flip side of it, you and I have talked about this before. I'm a firm believer that prostitution should also be legalized. I mean, look at the manpower you save, you know, investigating it. If it's not, uh, you know, if it's not illegal, you know, make them get a business license, make them pay taxes, make them get tested every 30 days and call it a day. And, you know, I mean, and I'm not pushing somebody to go be a prostitute. Don't get me wrong. It's just, you know, but sex has always been between two consenting adults. And if two consenting adults are having sex and one happens to want to throw some money at one of the other ones, and they want to take it for it. I don't see the problem. Um, just my opinion, you know, probably, you know, maybe unpopular, maybe popular. I don't give a shit one way or the other. It's how I feel about it. I mean, because at the end of the day, whether money exchange hands or not, I mean, it's between two consenting adults. Who the fuck do we care? And, you know, so I just, I don't care what people are doing, you know, and or I just want everybody to make sure that, you know, I don't want to see people get evicted. I don't want to see people on the streets. I don't want to see people hungry. I don't want to see people sick. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I just hope everybody's doing okay and they deal with it, you know, deal with it in your own way. Don't let anybody, whether it's me or, or a politician or, you know, whatever influence the way you deal with things, you know, if you're scared and you want to stay home, stay home. I mean, if you, you know, if you want to go out and, and this, is, this is the one part of the argument that I will say, you know, people are like, you know, you know, you need to stay home to keep from getting people sick. Well, you know, if that's your argument, if you're worried about people going out, if you're not out, you ain't got to worry about it. And that's, that, 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 that's your prerogative to stay home. Um, and I'm good with that. I mean, it's like I said, I just want everybody to be okay, no matter what their stance on it is. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, and I, I have to wholeheartedly agree with Jason here. You know, uh, I hope and wish that everybody is as well out there in the world. Um, I know that, you know, this is creating a little bit of death. Uh, it's a little bit of destruction for families, you know, um, you're not getting the chance to grieve, uh, because of what's going on. Um, you know, and, and it's going to be hard for people, but, you know, uh, I, I do have to agree, you know, you know, the risks that you're taking on going out. Um, uh, I hope that everybody believes in those risks, but at the same time, that's your choice to take those risks and go out. You know, it should be your choice to go out, uh, to your job and make, make a living, um, doing what you know how to do. However, I will tell you, if you see me like in selfies, wearing a mask, I've been in the strip club business long enough to where if I decide to wear a mask, I'm like going to like message some of these, these entertainers that I know and ask them, can I like have a thong? And that's going to be my mask. I'm going to wear thongs for a mask. <laughs> And that's so awesome. if you see me in Walmart with a fucking T-bar on my face, mind your business. Exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. That cigarette smoke, it ain't the Rona, man, I promise. <laughs> <laughs>
I swear. And if, just, if it is, if it is the Rona, we're social distancing. We're good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hey, Jason. Yes, sir. I am so freaking excited to be back, brother. Are you back? Uh, yes, I am back. I am back. We're back. We're going to keep doing this. With our, with our director in the corner? Yes, with our director in the corner. That's an our corner. He's got so much uh, just support he's handed to us. And a big, big shout out, Mr. Christian. You are freaking awesome. You can talk, you know. You can say hi. Yeah, hi. I wonder if he fell asleep. He probably did. Now he's looking at porn. Well, I mean, hey, man, I, I'm right there with him. I don't mind. But anyway, on a different note, until next time, oh, cheers, motherfucker. By the time I saw you again. Cheers. You know me. Let it ride. Love you, brother. Back at you.